when this funny Gleep gives me the stopwatch. Yeah, that's what George called him, a Gleep. And this, this crazy Gleep gave me this watch. <laughs> that's what George called him, a Gleep. Gleep. We'll chip away at it. Like a good dip. Like a good chive dip. We'll chip away at like, it. Like the Indians. The chip away. The chip away. That's how they built uh, Mount Rushmore. By the chip, they did the, chi- the classic chip away. At Which the- I think is ironic. Because the Native Americans are supposed to hate the white man. And then they're like, we're going to put the prettiest ones in this mountain. Well, ev- they're so pretty that even they can't deny how beautiful they are yeah, to look if, at. If anybody could ever be described as pretty, it would be Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. If somebody's like, who's the most... I don't know who's the most handsome man, but prettiest by far, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> is it Thomas Jefferson? I have no clue who the fourth Grant? one is. I don't know. Who is the fourth one? This is now the theory of who's the fourth head on Mount Rushmore. Here's a question for you. Who's the fourth head on Mount Rushmore? That's, uh, who... Fourth head sounds like a, a Native American chief, funny enough. Yeah, actually, fourth head is the one that said that he's the Chippeway that said we should put the prettiest men on the, on the mountain. mountain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so you want to do someone else in the tribe? And he goes, no, no, no. The prettiest men ever. Yeah. Like, oh, Abe Lincoln, easy. <laughs> 100%. The hat? Ooh. We, we don't want it has the, to be Thomas Jefferson. We don't want him with the hat. The problem is, is whenever George Washington is included in something, Thomas Jefferson is usually around. You think so? Somewhere, yeah. He's usually nearby. I bet the fourth one is James Madison. Everybody's everybody's head is the same level on the mountain, and then James Madison's like very like halfway up. <laughs> it's just tiny. James Madison it's, it's is so the so fifth head that's really down low that no one ever sees. It. Yeah, it's really small. Like what the fuck? There's just a human sized head up there. You see that? <laughs> Who is? It's James Madison. Oh my god! They look through the, the telescope. Most feminine presence. The, the binoculars. You got to pay for the binoculars yeah. right to look the at the kaleidoscope. Yeah, because you can't see a mountain. No. Oh, it's so far away. That's the weird thing about the observing station for the Mount Rushmore, whatever the fuck. Is that you is can't it's like see the mountain 20 because miles away. away it is. The curvature of the earth fucks with your ability to see the mountain. And you can't just go closer to no. the mountain. That entire 20 miles is fenced off it's a, completely. It's a moat. So you have to go to the observation <laughs> deck. And you have to pay to look through these binoculars. And if you scan, you know, you look at where it's pointed and you see the four heads. Yeah. You see George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, and the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the fourth one. <laughs> and if you kind of look around a little bit, you might be able to barely make out James Madison in the bottom corner of the mountain. The crazy thing is about the presidents, if you think about, like, just the insurmountable task of what they did of revolting against the British Empire, of... Like, that that style of person does not exist today. Well. As an archetype of man. Bill there, Clinton's there around. There was enough of them. Yeah, but he, like, allegedly and actually, like, sleeps with children. What do you think the Founding Fathers did? I think fucked slaves. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's, that's probably, it's taboo. Yeah, it probably happened, let's be real. The age of consent was very low in colonial America. The only president I know of that didn't sleep with slaves it's that's Taft. on the mountain is the fourth one. Yeah, Taft. 
You think Taft is the fourth up, head? He blocks the other three, which is ironic that we couldn't <laughs> figure out who the fourth one is. So big, you can't see the other ones from the observation. We need another deck. fat president. Why did they even make the observ? Or why did they even make the other president heads if you can't see them from the observation deck? They should have been the archetypal angel and devil on Taft's shoulders. There's actually a, a kind of cool thing. I don't know if you knew this. But if you go to the top of the Space Needle, mm-hmm. not like the very top, The one obviously. in Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bottom or the one in Seattle? The, the one in Seattle. Okay. Not the one in Battle for Bikini Bottom. I think that's called the Sea Needle. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Space Needle, I immediately did that transitory bubble sound that they have in the show. No, if like, you... Okay, I'm here. If you got go it. into the Space Needle, yeah. as high as you are allowed to go, not... You don't have to climb all the way to the top yeah, of the needle. in the observatory part of the... There is a telescope in there that's so high-powered that you can actually see Mount Rushmore in profile. How's that? How? Is it? Is it Bezos money? How do they... What? There's like... It's one of those giant Hawaiian telescopes. Yeah. That weighed... It probably weighs more huge. than the needle. Yeah. It's weird that I don't know about this. <laughs> Man... I can see everything. I can see James Madison from here. You can, that's what people say. <laughs> I've heard that's what people say. That's how people found out he was yeah. there. Is from Seattle, not from North <laughs> Dakota. I think it's South Dakota, but it, it's nobody the knows. Place. Yeah, it's the one Dakota. If you're from North Dakota or you're from South Dakota, who's the fourth? I'm president? a single issue voter on combining the Dakotas. <laughs> That's, if anyone ever addressed. says if I'm become president, I will combine the Dakotas. Yeah, that's I'm all in. I'm, that's all I'm hoping for. Don't even think they have the power to do that. No, probably I'm not. In. It would be shot down really, really quickly. I think we should combine the Dakotas. I think we should combine the Virginias, and I think we should split California into three states. California yeah. is one. <laughs> not that's if one. Four. Okay. Yeah, it's Cal, and then if. And then for yeah, yeah, it's just an I, but nobody says it like that. It's pronounced yeah. It, it, it's an I, and then in parentheses there's an F, so you know how to pronounce the I. Yeah. Okay. The F is highly implied. <laughs> so stupid. But then you'd be, it'd go 49, and then there'd be 52 states. If California turns into three, and you merge the Dakotas into one, then what? Do you, how do you get back to the original amount of stars? Uh, if you want to get to back to the original amount of stars, Not we're going to have like, to eradicate some states. Well, that's fine. Lesser America can be the non-colonial states. Honestly, I'm okay with that as long as the Chippeway are okay. The Chippeway. Because they made Mount Rushmore. They made George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, and the fourth and one. And the fourth one. It has to be Thomas Jefferson. Who else would it be? There's no... What's, who's the other one? Andrew Jackson. I think he killed too many Native Americans. You don't think didn't it's he do the, Didn't he do the... Old Ulysses... He's a drunk. So were they all. That's probably true. They've all got a beer after him. Adams? (laughs) He's John John? Adams. (laughs) John Quincy Adams. That's what you don't know, that the beer's actually named after his son. (laughs) As if it makes a difference. (laughs) Who can still go by John Adams? That's that's a funny thing. And in his day by day, does go by John Adams. I wish in history books the middle names were excluded from presidential names. So it'd be George Bush, George Bush, and then like, but, John Adams, John Adams. And you're kind of looking at him and you're like, they don't that look, doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really look like the, the same, same guy. guy. <laughs> Kinda. They look related, but that, not, it's not the same person. Is that like a different guy with the same name that just happened to become president? How do you get younger? <laughs> 
Must have used that presidential money to get surgery done. And you're like, Grover Cleveland has a twin. Oh, Grover Cleveland is probably... The fourth one. <laughs> fourth one, That's what yeah. it is, of course. The Chippeway had to wait a while to get the fourth one on there. Do you think Grover Cleveland hates being named after the worst city in America? Grover? Yeah. Grover, Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's not a name you hear anymore. Nobody's ever named Grover. Isn't there something on Sesame Street? <coughs> oh, pod sneeze. Nice. Yes. Mark it down. Timestamp it. <laughs> okay. Isn't that blue thing on Sesame Street named Grover? I don't That's know what Cookie he does. Monster. That's not. There's another one though. There's a second blue thing. You think there's multiple blue things on Sesame Street? Yeah, I think it's called Grover. It's called Sesame Seed. Uh, is it? Yeah. Grover is a no strings attached rent tech easily online company. Okay, so you, that's the president. Now talk about. There the... he is. <laughs> Grover. Did you know, at, he's l- named after. Look at how lanky he is. He's named after President Cleveland, the fourth head on the Mount Rushmore. The weird thing is, Grover doesn't have any. Like, what's his role? Self described as lovable, cute, and furry. Self described. So he is literally furry. He is a blue monster who rarely uses contractions when he speaks or sings. Grover was originally performed by Frank Oz from his earliest appearances. Eric Jacobson has The wizard? I think so. <laughs> his first appearance. Read that thing. Where? Ed Sullivan Show. Read the whole thing on the Ed Sullivan Show. The Ed Sullivan Show on December 24th, 1967 as Gleep. <laughs> <laughs> his name could have been Gleep. His name is Gleep. He changed it, though. G- Grover's secret, secretly the first Gleep. Holy shit! <laughs> Ed, I hope there's a clip of that. Oh, my God. Now in the serious vein, Jim Henson's Muppets. Sing for the kid, all of you youngsters. Gonna sing Anthony Newley's What Kind of Fool Am I? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Solomon. Thank you very much. Ray, if you please. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this whole thing play because they have to introduce him. This is that fucking frog. Everyone knows and hates. Everyone's been talking about that fucking frog that's been real popular recently. There's Gleep. I like how this is an audio podcast. And I can't see the video. You're just watching a video. Oh, why are you what you're doing, little froggy? Uh, I am singing a song. Oh, you're singing, singing a song. Okay, froggy, I sing too. Me and the frog no, sing no, a song. No, 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 no. The frog and me sing a song together. No, no, no. A one and a two. What are we doing? No, no, you see, I sing by myself. The frog sings alone. God, I hate that frog. Froggy, froggy. Hmm? Okay, you sing and I listen. Okay. That's exciting. Okay, right from the top. Okay, right from the top. How are we still watching this? I want to see. He has to be mentioned as Gleep. This is important history. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice song. This uh was was the Twilight Zone preceded this. This is the first Muppety mention of Gleep. Hopefully. This is history. How long is this video? About two more minutes. Oh my god. Alright. These are. 
for a frog. <laughs> for a frog. He's moving like one of those wacky inflatable things. People in the comments are calling him Grover, I'm gonna be pissed. This is his first appearance though, so he should be mentioned as Glee. I don't think so. Okay. He's got a banjo. Oh my god. Why do you have a banjo? I can't hear you, I'm playing the banjo. He is a Glee. <laughs> Kermit's mad. What kind of clowns am I? <laughs> what do I know of life? I'm sorry, Froggy. <laughs> Why can't I cast? I like how he doesn't know Kermit's name. <laughs> Which is the proper amount of respect should, that should be given to Kermit. Right. Fuck that stupid frog. There's a lot of unnamed characters now on the screen. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's it? Oh, there's one that's a little longer. Oh my god, it's longer? Is he mentioned as Gleep? Now in the serious vein, Jim Henson's mother. This one's in black and white. Oh, thank god. He first appeared in... Oh, that wasn't the first appearance. No, come on, what are you doing? I have to find the 1967 appearance. Do you? Huh. I wonder if it's footnoted. Oh my god. Alright. Origins. A prototype version of Grover appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show on Christmas Eve in 1967. This puppet had a greenish-brown fur and a red nose. He also had a raspier voice, somewhat like Cookie Monsters, and was played a bit more unkempt than Grover would later behave. The monster was referred to as Gleep, a monster in Santa's workshop. So yeah, that's who I think the fourth person is on uh, Mount Rushmore. Grover Why the rush Muppet? more when you can rush less? <laughs> you think Grover the Muppet is the Gleep. fourth president? Gleep. The Christmas Eve version of Grover. S- something tells me that that is not accurate. Considering the mountain was finished way before this was ever released. That's what we think. We could be wrong. No. I know. I found out. You while don't you're, think there's a Muppet. While you're looking, I looked it up. The fourth president, Andrew Johnson. That's the guy that replaced Lincoln? Who is that? Aunt... Andrew Johnson. Is that even a president? That's just a person. No. It's like somebody that doesn't exist. No, that is a president. Is it? Yes. Who is Andrew Johnson? You were right. It's the guy that replaced Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Everybody's favorite. The 17th U.S. president. Yeah, that would make sense that he follows Lincoln on the mountain because they were like, fuck, who do we put here? They were Because they were dis- deciding whether to do Andrew Johnson or Benjamin Harrison. And they decided to do Andrew Johnson because he's a, he's a god dang hero. 
the weird thing is is there's tons of people that are forgotten throughout history like this like all these fucking people like the judge of the united states district court from the eastern district of tennessee but wikipedia has everybody that followed this fucking person oh you mean todd birmingham this guy was the 27th united states postmaster general so he's still alive oh jeremy johnson i just i remember all of these guys oh yeah of course you do (laughs) Quiz me, test me. I bet I can. I bet I can nail it. Who do you think is the thirtieth postmaster general of the United States? Howard Timothy Howe. I got pulled into a rabbit hole by this rabbit that said it wouldn't okay, do that. Okay, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a joke for everyone who was born in nineteen thirty-four. <laughs> that's gonna hit our silent generation demographic of listeners. Jesus. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> anyway, you were talking about... There's this this serial killer that's been around in the United States, which really serial killing is just... The one next door or... Uh, separate from the one next door. Oh, there's multiple. And it's called like the smiley killings or something like that, where there's a smiley face and three stars left where they find these bodies and shit like that. And there's been instances of this in like New York, Philadelphia, of people disappearing, which is really like, it's just a cult level... You know what I mean? Like sacrificial killings and shit that has A-cult been going on. or occult? Occult. Okay. And it started in La Crosse. Wisconsin. Yeah. Where I was born. Which isn't that far away from us. And it there's the early 2000s, there's tons of these disappearances of people. Okay, technically I was born in Holman. And were you? <laughs> yeah, the hospital was in Holman. Okay. But I, I lived in La Crosse. So your hometown is the start of these occult killings, and they finally are tracking down the person, because it's happening in Chicago really recently. Like this month, people have, this guy. Like uh, when I was in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Maybe it's you. Oh, no. I, I didn't mean to. But this oh. guy, this guy on TikTok has been like Pepe Silvia-ing everything and he's now connected with the detective team that was originally on this case back in new york and it's fucking crazy and they finally found a person but they were saying with the lacrosse disappearances and how many people live in lacrosse if it were there's been like 20 disappearances or something like that in chicago pretty recently and they said if you take the amount of people in lacrosse and the disappearances there that would be like 6500 disappearances in chicago so for how many people are in lacrosse it's way too obvious that like hey this this is a thing and it's it's like that's crazy to think of because we're not really around crime rochester is like kind of nothing there's one unsolved killing ever in this place there's a shooting every once in a while but that's about it and it's like but oh, otherwise i was uh <laughs> i was at my grandma's house the other day classic and you know classic i don't know if this is a classic old person thing or just a classic my grandma and her twin sister thing mm-hmm. but they were listening to the police scanner as classic. they do <laughs> i love that that's so fun they just sit there and knit their garments or sew or whatever they're doing and uh crochet every once in a while maybe they do all the all the needle and yarn stuff right people are kind of getting into that too like again which is fun yeah good feminine activity so they just sit there and do that they both have a chair right next to each other and then right in the middle of them they have the police scanner going off and that's that's, awesome that's their relaxing white noise yeah really weird (laughs) it's better than watching the news i'd rather be it's a it's like a live stream of the news of crime yeah, I guess. And uh, I forgot what my point was. I was over there Did the other day. Did you hear a crime? They were listening to it, 
and no i forgot is I there don't... a zoot suit shooting there's a zoot yeah someone dressed up in a zoot suit it was a it was an oppressed mexican oh no <laughs> went into a school that's it's common for day laborers to be in their zoot suits outside of home depots <laughs> It makes sense. Uh, whatever. I'll, I'll figure out the point I was having about my grandma listening to crime. Sort of stemming from the thing I was not frustrated with, but it's, I just, I guess I acknowledged to you when I got here of realizing the things that irritate you and other people are things that like either currently or used to irritate you about yourself and like the indecisiveness of our friend and not make decisions by himself. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And like, nobody cares. Cause then like that style of thought can be following that. And yesterday there was a fucking car. I was over at our friends and there's just a car outside. And one of the people in the house was texting the neighbor and the neighbor was concerned. And everybody's like, what the fuck do we do? And I'm like, just fucking call the non-emergency line. I don't know. Send a cop out there. Is it common to have your neighbor's phone number? I don't know how that fuck that happened, but it just happened. <laughs> okay. That's possibly on the point. And the neighbor has kids. And it's like, that's not fair. And the weird thing about this, I wasn't, I wouldn't have called, but the fucking person was actively pressing the brakes instead of the car being in park. Yeah. The brakes, and this has been like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, I just, hey, can I report a suspicious vehicle? Whatever, call it. Everybody's like, whoa, you did that? I'm like, well, you actually called the cops? I don't like, yeah. You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to do that unless it's an emergency. And then the cop called me back. <laughs> He's like, hey, because they ended up leaving like two to three minutes before the cops got there. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't see license plate, but I, it's like one of those dumb lady slipper ones or whatever. And I described the car. He's like, yeah, we'll let you know. Cool. It's one of those Mary Kay pink. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best vehicle to commit crimes in. <laughs> The most obvious vehicle ever. Yeah. I keep going back to this. Maybe because I'm a little nostalgic. A bookmobile. Oh my god. Dude, the bookmobile. Are you nostalgic about the bookmobile? The bookmobile's made a lot of appearances recently. I'm a big fan of it. I actually saw a bookmobile the other day. They should make a modern version and call it the Nookmobile. I think the bookmobile is the modern version. Is it? Yeah. Bookmobiles have been around forever. What about those things on the corner that you fill... uh, you cover books and like acetone with, and then kids will go grab a book and they'll pass out because it smells like nail polish. <laughs> How long have those been around for? First of all, I don't know. Is that a more common thing now that's just around the country? I think. I think in places where there isn't crime. I think it's only doable in places where there isn't crime. Because there's literal, like, posts. They're almost like mailboxes, but a little bit bigger. And full of books. And you can just open it up and grab a book whenever you want. It yeah. doesn't matter. And it's kind of a an honor system of, like, when you're done, you'll bring it back. Or you'll put a different book in yeah. here or something like that. See a book, take a book. Yeah. So I, the, one, <laughs> the one right next to the school. Yeah. I go in there and I just I fill it full of Vogue and Playboy and <laughs> cards, and then, and then I dump a bunch of poisonous liquid in there, and then I close it. And naturally, people are going to get curious and open it up, and then they fall over dead. I, I fill it. I fill it with Bibles that are hollowed out and have contraband in them. Yeah. <laughs> I put a bunch of holy books in there filled with cocaine. <laughs> so I do my dead drops. <laughs> it's the same thing with those. Um, I mean, you probably could, and if we're being honest, because nobody opens those ever. It's the same thing with those honor system 
fresh produce things that you'll see in the country every so often. You kind of have to be out of like, even where we live, you have to be like, not really by town, but it'll be a trailer that says like, free shit, take it. If you want like this thing of lettuce, like, huh. There's That's also, cool. they do that in the library, the Rochester Public Library a lot too. Do they? Uh, like right when you walk in, there's a little desk there and it'll have like tomatoes and like cobs of corn and stuff like that. And it's like, if you need food, take it. Huh. Well, that's because the library is sadly polluted with the homeless. Right. So I don't think that's... Ugh. That's why I go. There should be cigarettes there. Alcohol for the homeless. <laughs> Give them what they really want. Yeah, I, t- I go there and I take a tomato and I leave a carton of cigarettes. A full carton. Yeah, it's like fucking... I don't even have a good guess. 30, 12 40 packs? bucks. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> lot of money. Holy shit. It's like $80, $90. It's gotta be. That's a l- fucking expensive. I smoke a whole carton at a time. <laughs> carton of cigarettes price. Oh, carton of cigarettes, which is $49. 10 packs of cigarettes. And isn't a pack of cigarettes like 10 bucks? So why wouldn't you get a carton? What is, what's well, going on? Well, buying in bulk is always cheaper, right? I guess, yeah. Why wouldn't people... You buy one at a time because you know after this pack, I'm going to quit. Then again... <laughs> Then again, I saw somebody on Twitter that has a timer for every cigarette they smoke, and they can have one cigarette every four days. What? And everybody's like, this is fucking stupid. Why even do it then? He said, because I like it. I don't want to get addicted. Like, or you could just do it and not get addicted. I, I, I did, uh, I told my aunt about that, of taking snuff tobacco. And she said, you know that's addictive, right? And it's like, why are you talking to me like I'm a fucking idiot? Of course I know it's addictive. Do I get addicted to it? No. <laughs> It's not like I seek it out ever. It's just some dumb shit I'll do before work for the meme. But it's not like I really enjoy it. It's fun, kinda. Is it? Shoving something up your nose is fun to the you? The problem is, is I, I've i never smoked Stuff any- tobacco is a gateway tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather- I'm, I'd probably have a higher dependency on aspirin and ephedrine than I do tobacco. Because like, a- ephedrine, thankfully, is like the best way to get through work if you don't have a lot of sleep. You just take like two of those. And the way it works is it, it just boosts your heart rate and then you wake up because it shoots your uh, stress hormones up. But since my stress is already so low, it's like I just slightly elevates it. And it's it like, pushes oh, this your stress fine. hormones up to a base level. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I can function because that's the problem with taking, um, I think it's androsterone and then uh, I know cyproheptazine has the effect, but anything that's anti-stress is also going to lower like cortisol and adrenaline and then you'll get just so relaxed you're tired you know big science words <laughs> say another one um webmd <laughs> that's not that's my, that's that's my new my new uh general practitioner that's his last name his last <laughs> name's dr webb his he's, last he's webb. name is dr webb yeah dr webb md so his name is Doctor Doctor Web MD. Correct. You're following along. I like this. <laughs> yeah, this is all I can do. This is all I can manage is to follow along. I can't participate. I can just barely pay just attention. Smile and wave. I am but a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, penguin. I heard that. <laughs> Say a science word. There's a story of Oppenheimer going to... Tri- Oppenheimer, what was that one? The, the, the guy that made the thing. The, yeah, the yeah, nuke. Yeah. yeah, oh. There's a story of him going to... Tri- I am Vishnu, Baba Booby. <laughs> <I fucking laughs> I 
like an eight Oppenheimer. But he went in Truman and complained, like, I think we're using this wrong. And Truman said to his assistant, Get, I never want to talk to that fucker ever again. Don't let him near me. <laughs> That's a perfect response to that. And then somebody replied, like, the Jap Vaporizer 4000 isn't being used as intended, Mr. Oppenheimer. Like, how do you not know where this is going? You, you, you fucking idiot. God. You're using it wrong. Oh, yeah. oh, the nuclear device isn't being it used was for a, peace. It was meant to you be a lipstick. Oh, God. Kill people? No. Fucking nerds. You know there's a show about an autistic doctor? It's like Rain Man, but the what? whole thing's Rain Man. I didn't know this. I still don't know this. It's called. I think it's called Good Doctor. I will double check for the listeners and for Colton. That's me. Good. Hi, listeners. I'm Colton. <laughs> I'm your. I'm the host of this. Sean Murphy, podcast. a young autistic surgeon who has savant syndrome, relocates from a quiet country life to join the surgical unit at a prestigious San Jose Saint Bonaventure Hospital. However, you fucking say that. A move strongly supported by his mentor, Doctor Aaron Glassman. Oh, not Doctor Doctor WebMD. The whole show has so many Rain Man moments, and it's actually a really. It's like if House MD was just cripplingly autistic. <laughs> it's so fucking funny is it supposed to be funny i think so maybe not it's, <laughs> it's a totally it's, serious show and you're like laughing at it yeah that's messed yeah. up yeah it's i wouldn't say it's totally serious i think i'd laugh at parts where most people don't but also it's fucking hilarious i also don't i hope there's no way it's the case but in my mind the actor is just literally autistic and, like, they had to make the show around his inability to act on, like, as something else. That'd be very inclusive. Yeah, it would be great. Good doctor. Let's see. Who is it played by? Is he autistic? He is, uh, English. So, so maybe. yes. <laughs> That's a yes. His mom's a talent agent for Daniel Radcliffe. All these people are connected in some bullshit fucking way. I hate this. How old is he in the show? Is he like Doogie Hauser level? I want to say he's like late 20s, early 30s. So no. He was um, the voice of Astro Boy in Astro Boy the video game. Oh my god, I played that game. Heimer- that game's actually really fun. Shoot, he's not really Speaking autistic. of Astro Boy, I've never seen the show. Good doc, you've never seen funny moments. Oh, not funny foot doctor. What what even is that Google search? <laughs> Wait, no, no, I have to. Foot doctor. Funny foot doctor. What? Whenever I complained that my feet were killing me, nobody believed me. That's two people in heaven. Because he's dead because his foot was <laughs> yeah. killing him. She told us again and again that those shoes were killing her, but we didn't listen. Ooh, let's see if there's a similar joke. <laughs> Is this funny foot doctor memes? This guy's listening to somebody's feet. That one's pretty good. I like that one a lot. If you type in funny foot doctor, it recommends a foot and ankle clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. So I bet they're funny foot doctors. Every Friday, I think, oh, I'll get a massage this weekend because my muscles are stupidly tight and they would help. And then I just never get around to it, which is going to be what's happened because we got a, a spring cleaning list. Of everyone related to my grandma sees it on the fridge now of, like, things to do that, which everybody's just too busy to do. Like, I'm not working fucking 50 hours a week and then coming home to mow for eight hours on a weekend (laughs) when I could, like, just, you know, hate the world. 
silently brooding in your room. Yeah, let me <laughs> stew upstairs for a day. God. And then at the end of it, which I think is pretty great, it says, if you can't do this, please tell me somebody to call who can. And all of it's like tasks, one, professionals don't want to do. Like, we need concrete poured in places. And it's like, if we don't want to do this, and professionals don't want to do this, how about you just die? Oh, and Jesus. Just, yeah, I, Grandma, maybe just die. <laughs> maybe, you ever, you ever consider that? Well, insert that Walt Jr. clip right there. That fucking, why don't you just fucking die already? <laughs> I need, I'm gonna develop that childhood fucking arthritis that Walt Jr. has just so I can say that. I'm gonna get those hand crutches. It's gonna be perfect. No, with long striped, long sleeve t shirts. <laughs> you can go yell at your grandmother. Yeah. No, I'm not going to professionally put siding on the fucking buildings. I can, <laughs> I've backed into a mailbox this year. No you one think wants I know to mow the lawn. There's, <laughs> I told that to, uh, when I donated blood, which is a pain in the ass. You think, uh, one, it took 35 minutes to get me back there. And the whole process of actually giving blood takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. They don't, they said, why are you doing weirdly any? enough, they don't want to pull it out fast enough where you'll faint. They said, why are you donating blood? Or whatever. I was like, listen, shit. And then you answer like a questionnaire thing to make sure I you get don't get off on and it. stuff. And I'm like, why? Well, I, I, I'm on testosterone that thickens your blood. So it, like, you have to do this to lower your hemoglobin and shit like that. They said, cool. Why are you on testosterone? And I said, personal reasons. Because there's no medical reasons. It's like, I just get strong as fuck. I don't know. It makes me feel good. Why, why wouldn't you be on testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> Which, apparently, the doctor of the person needing blood, which I thought it would take a while, but they knew, like, where this blood was going to, which is kind of fucking cool, uh, wasn't a correct answer. So they then had to pull the doctor from wherever the fuck he was at and get him down there to ask me. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's not like I have ball cancer or anything like that. I just want to do it. He's like, oh, when you said personal reasons, we thought, like, there was something wrong with you that you didn't want to disclose. It's like, no. It's like literally, it's a personal, personal reason. Yeah, there's no medical reason because <laughs> it's fun. I don't, I don't know. There's no other way to phrase that. Doc. Yeah, I, and then <laughs> because I want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they went to take blood, and they said, "Do you have a preference in arm, left or right arm?" And I said, "Right arm," because I have to fucking clock somebody later. I'm left-handed. I'm gonna need full access to this. <laughs> And then everybody, you know, got a, everybody a little smirk from all nurses, which is fun. Can't find a fucking vein in my right arm. Finds one, blows the vein. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, can I look on your other arm? It's like, what other option do you have? Do you want if you, the fucking one you thought you could get on this arm, you fucked? To be fair, I'm pretty sure you were aware of this problem. Haven't people tried to find veins before for you and they haven't been Apparently able to? Apparently they exist perfectly fine in my left arm and they don't exist in my right you arm. You have no blood flow in your right arm. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> your right arm is just limp and they're both, flailing they're in the wind. They're both similar strength. So I'm like, oh, you have really good ones on your left arm. Don't give me that shit. Just because you fucked up on the right one. Don't give me, oh, your left arm's where they are. (laughs) You fucking bitch. It's a weird mutation, but all of your veins are your left arm. Your left arm is entirely veins. Fuck. But then after that, it, it, it wasn't that bad. But while in the process of blowing the vein in my right arm, she is this. Does that hurt too much? I said not too much, but it fucking feels worse than it should. Because <laughs> I thought it's just a little poke and then you're done, which is apparently what it is. Yeah. But not when they're blowing a vein. Right. So you know, at least she caught it. I think it could have been a lot worse if she kept trying to fucking 
re-poke it in. Yeah, because if you keep trying to re-poke it in, that's how you introduce an air bubble and you die. And <laughs> <laughs> like, tire pressure! And <laughs> the air bubble goes into your vein and then it just starts flowing back and forth. It, it vrooms towards the heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Arteries on. are away, veins vroom, vroom towards, towards the, the heart. Yeah. It improves that little air bubble, and then as soon as it hits your left ventricle, boom, you're dead. You're yeah. just instantly dead. So one of the questions on the... <laughs> uh, one of the questions was, um, whatever, problem with your lung and kidneys, uh, are you on steroids or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, have you taken asthma in the past? Or asthma? Have you taken... Have you taken some asthma? I wish. Yeah, some, someone with asthma was inhaling... And exhaling into my mouth. Yeah, I've got secondhand asthma. <laughs> I, was, I was breathing in someone else's asthma. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I have taken asthma recently. One of it was about aspirin, and I just said yes, because it didn't ask the amount, but it's like, fuck, I've probably taken like three grams of aspirin in the past 36 hours. And then they think, they just see, there's no amount, there's, that one wasn't questioned because the steroid one was a big, they'd call somebody and then you'd wait five minutes and that person would get back to you. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Don't we have pagers for this reason? Can we do a little text? A little nurse tweet? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Can so, we go to the, the closed nurse Twitter account? Yeah, I just, so hopefully somebody gets a lot of aspirin soaked blood that they're going <laughs> to enjoy. It's just going to just be Have absurd. you had any aspirin recently? Uh, not I mean, a little bit, but only, like, two bottles in the last yeah. two days. Had about a 90th of a f- fucking 500-tablet bottle. Why? <laughs> I had enough to cure uh, an elephant. Yeah, enough to prevent my MS from progressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna give someone MS from your blood. I was thinking that, too. That wasn't on there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> There's blood in your brain. Ugh. I don't know if you know that. That's a true fact. <laughs> Brain blood is what they call it. Yeah. The The BB. The blood-brain barrier. Can aspirin go through that? Probably. (laughs) What can it go out? What if... I I think I'd have to have a hemorrhage. You know, that's Hemorrhage sounds like an English name. (laughs) Like a peasant boy's name. Can we hear hemorrhage? (laughs) Yeah. That's the best wizard in Harry Potter. Hemorrhage is my chore boy. (laughs) Hemorrhage. (laughs) Go get me some tea, hemorrhage. He's... dies (laughs) dies <laughs> the fuck why'd we name him that <laughs> we named him after his brain disorder <laughs> after his bloody brain come on in cancer <laughs> just frail 80 pounds just shaking <laughs> oh man he falls the laundry come on in benjamin button <laughs> an old little kid dude this, this Englishman's entire wait staff is just <laughs> children with brain diseases god emridge <laughs> where's emridge at but they'd get the the weird thing is they'd probably get a lot of business because people would feel bad for the kids which the kids would hate because they're not able to do a lot of things so people would want to help out, and then that would inadvertently, like, kill the kids faster. But yeah. maybe that's what they want. I don't know. Yes, I'm sorry. Are you... Do you work here? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> Emerge. Can't pick up my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> so his nerves aren't connecting to the rest of his body at all. He's the waiter? Can I have just, a, like, a plate of meatballs? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he drops it. It's too heavy. Also, 
I'll say it. Remember when we were at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and that guy in the wheelchair was our the guy that seated us? Yeah. Took too long. Yeah, here's the deal. Here's Just the- tell me where to sit. Can I sit anywhere? Just give me the menus and I'll pick a spot. He was in an electric wheelchair. He definitely could have gone faster. Or they could have spaced out the tables well enough to where he can do like laps pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I they want- don't have to have everything so goddamn close I together. I want the guy in the wheelchair to be going faster than everyone else I in the restaurant. I want him to knock into shit. <laughs> it would be perfectly okay. Because that's the thing. With that chair, he definitely had the ability to go way faster than that. Yeah. It was 100% a choice because he didn't want it. It wasn't even his choice. It's that he didn't want to run into anything, right? But I think... I because think all the tables are so close together. Yeah. Just have less tables. They're not I, all full ever anyway. I think you're doing him a disservice by not just giving him the ability to tell somebody where to sit. Or you're also giving people a lack of autonomy by just not handing them menus and being like... Go they sit can't somewhere. accept that responsibility seeing that the guy's in a wheelchair. Like, yeah, just pick a spot that works for you. Right. And mo- everybody should be able to do that. Even if... Because I can understand the way that the restaurant works is they, a lot of the times, like to balance it. You know, because when you work as a waiter or waitress, they section off the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it's like section A, B, C, D, E, whatever. And then you're responsible for that section for the day. So they seat people and they balance it through all the sections. That way, one section isn't more crowded than the other and it's kind of more spacious. And two, then it's evenly dispersed between wait staff. So he he can literally just be like, hey, go find a seat somewhere like in these table areas. Yeah, it's that. Because it then is socially less acceptable to... Just after he seats you, pick a different spot. To where if you give them that responsibility in the beginning, you get rid of that, too. Yeah. Like, you don't want him to seat you, then it's, like, rude if you switch. Because, like, the wheelchair guy, you don't agree with where he put you. Look at how hard he's rolling. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to argue with you. Yeah. You're trying so hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do want to sit in this dark corner booth. Thank you. Specifically, the one booth that we get sat at every time we go to Buffalo Wild That's one of the worst seats ever. In any restaurant. No, it's terrible. There's no lighting. (laughs) I kind of like it here. It's so weird because the rest of the restaurant is perfectly lit. It's fine. Whatever. And then you go there and there's just like some weird like (laughs) cut off of light. Yeah, there's no window and there's no above light. I don't (laughs) understand. Every other booth right by it is fine. Boof, really, if you're in a Chinese restaurant. You know what I fucking realized? Which Buffalo Wild Wings is not. Well, if you get the Asian zing... (laughs) You think it's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I think for that moment, every bite of Asian Zing, it changes into a Chinese (laughs) restaurant. There was a fucking play of Asian Zing in my mouth. I am in a Chinese restaurant. There's the fucking billboard. The Who's billboard? (laughs) Good one. (laughs) That was an easy one. That electronic billboard. Who's electronic billboard? (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't think you know how this works. (laughs) (laughs) Who's how this works? (laughs) My Vietnamese friend. Anyway, you were were saying that um, where the stupid esports thing we went to as a joke that one time and like we had to leave because it was disgusting that closed down. That same one by my job had a thing that said. You went there as a joke? (laughs) We did. That was a joke? Yeah. Oh, I thought we really liked it there. That's when I was bleeding and I shook that guy's hand. <laughs> that was a, yeah, you had an open wound and you shook the guy's hand just unabashedly. Yeah. It wasn't even like, here, let me use my other hand. No, no. It's his fucking fault for shaking with his right hand all the time. 
It's not my fault. Left-handers stay winning. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But we, uh, on it, which it said Hunan Restaurant now open, which has been closed, which I thought they were done, because it's been closed multiple times for food safety, safety regulations. Yeah. And it's been closed for a while, at least five or six months. And so after cool, that, they're done. You're not going to go back it's there, disgusting. right? Disgusting. And they have enough money to run shit on a billboard that said, you know, come on in. And that's frightening that people go, the, presumably the same family too, that is lucratively abusing the Brothers Mall Plaza because there's an Asian massage place there. And you can't tell me those people aren't related. Have you seen how similar they look? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I haven't. But. There's yeah, like you said, there theoretically should be not enough clientele to keep these fucking people in business after the multiple food safety failures. There's no way when you're closed multiple times by a health inspector. How many chances do you get? Yeah, you your public image is gone after the first one, right? No one is ever going back to your restaurant. Oh, they don't do delivery, so it's only people that sit in. It'd be like lunch construction workers, and that's demographic that wouldn't give a fuck about food safety, let's be real, but is that enough to keep you alive? It's not, I, I just, I, there's so many other Chinese, Chinese restaurants. I get it's Chinese food, so it's super cheap to make. It's like the cheapest oil, chicken's dirt cheap, vegetables are a joke, rice is cheap, and then you get that at a fucking wholesale price as well. Like, it's cheap enough to buy as a consumer without the wholesale price. Yeah. But, like I said, how many violations, how many times do they find a, a, like a half- dead cat in the kitchen <laughs> before they're like if we, you guys crawling can't on the gr- it's like licking rice off the ground yeah <laughs> when do you when do you just pull that as a food it's but it's probably racist if you do there's some bullshit that sh- really somebody needs to step in see that's the thing is almost every chinese restaurant in rochester but i would say in general is probably a family-owned chinese restaurant right yeah there's a couple of chains but for the most part, they're like single families own this single Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Go spend your money at a Chinese restaurant and support the family that deserves it. Yeah, the ones that haven't had multiple health violations. The crazy thing is, too, is they've been closed down for a large amount of time before as well. Of how bad was it where you needed to clean up so much shit and redo stuff and try to prevent it, and then it happened again? Yeah. So what, what are you going to do to fix it this time? I'm going to go ahead and shout out uh, New China in yeah. Rochester. If you're ever in Rochester, Minnesota, eat at New China. Easy. They those take people... homeless people out of their bathrooms. Ooh, they beat the kid, the fat son that works <laughs> there. We've people seen him be abused. so nice. Other than the guy that hits the kid. He doesn't have, you've never seen him hit his kid. Yeah. I, 100% I have. I don't know if it's his kid, but I've seen that guy guy with the bandana hit that fat chinese kid in the camo shirt before 100 percent will court like stand by that in a court setting he's physically hit his kid at least once good restaurant good was, rest- the, was the point food. yeah <laughs> terrific food give them your money still would rather support them than the the ones that hunan yeah can't do it but that's the thing too of like how difficult is it actually to keep a restaurant past clean? How is there not a design in a building that is the archetype layout for restaurants? Because then there I, is, yeah, but there still needs to be exterminators. Is it like there's got to be a way to prevent infestation of bugs in mice and shit better than yeah, people are doing it? It's all absurd. you have to do is hire an exterminator. Is that okay? But then the, that you don't want the food around that. That's the thing. Well, they I'm have, saying with like the they the have buildings. like non chemical stuff that they can use okay. to exterminate like rodents and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, then that then that's the problem is 
And I, oh, I can guarantee there is a standard of like, if you're running a restaurant specifically, because I don't have experience in restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I know from a standpoint of like retail stores and stuff where they actually hired a company to come in once a month and like set traps and spray like pesticides and stuff like that. And, you know, never have we had to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. There was one time that we had to deal with a live bird that flew in through the electric doors, but that's a completely that's awesome. separate thing. <laughs> I would, I'm, so, I'm a big fan of that. It happens at Menards and stuff where birds will get in through like the garden center. Yeah. Everybody's like, sick. Birds. <laughs> Nobody cares about birds. But that's that's not really anything you can avoid. The, just the door was open and the bird flew in, right? Yeah. But beyond that, I imagine there is a standard at a restaurant of like, if you want to stay safe and keep the food safe... You should just do this, this, and this, and that's all you have to do. Which is awful, because they weren't even doing that. Right. Well, because probably because it costs money. Which is... I don't get it. I, how do you expect to make it this time now if you're paying for the exterminator? Or they're just going to keep doing the same shit. Oh, 100%. not getting an exterminator. Yeah. Meaning the guidelines for a certain amount of time. Yeah, they cleaned it up, and they know, okay, for the next six months or whatever, we're going to be on, uh, quote-unquote, probation, right? With yeah. the health inspector. And then beyond that, we can just kind of go back to doing whatever we were doing. Huh. They set up one mouse trap, and they're like, this is good. Oh, that's the thing, too, is the standards are probably very low. Yeah. But the thing is, you can just keep it in one of those giant sealed freezers with, like, a bunch of stuff. And then have, you know what I mean? All the food can be safely put away from stuff. Right. And then they can just go in and clean. It shouldn't be that expensive. The problem with Chinese restaurants is the piles and piles of dry rice will, oh. att- will attract stuff. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can guarantee that, like, there's other ways to get around it. But, yeah, that is what the problem is, is the, r- the dry rice that you don't put in the freezer, you don't put in the refrigerator. You could put dry you rice just, in the refrigerator. You just toss it out. Yeah, but they probably buy but it. But dry in- rice is fine, actually. It's fine for a long time. Yeah. The problem is that it attracts things that want to eat it. And just, then yeah, it's in, like, a, a plastic gla- bag that you thing. can just bite through. Just do a giant glass mason jar of it. Yeah, I mean, that would it's solve that it. It's that simple. Well, <laughs> come on, Hunan. Boofer table. <laughs> yeah, literally. How about, how about hire an exterminator? Literally, all you have to do is put it in a, you have to invest in a glass yeah. jar. When you realize how little you have to do to meet these standards, and they're failing to do this multiple <laughs> times. Like, and oh. then just once. They do have spicy mustard. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that might seal it. Let's go to Hunan. Yeah, after this, we can go yeah. if you want. We didn't have a pre Klondike bar pod bar. Klondike, like the gold. Uh, you is that what you call it? A pre Klondike bar pod bar Klondike? Well, yeah. Okay. What is that? A pre P K B? Oh my god! Yeah, K B something. Yeah, <laughs> K K. Yeah, P K B K B B K. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Everybody calls it that. I didn't even start that. I want to go to lacrosse and find that guy raping kids or whatever. You you want to go hunt a serial killer. Yeah. That'd be so fun. That'd be fun. Be a serial killer of serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> little Dexter Morgan action. The thing is, you can get away with that in a sense if you just become a bounty hunter. That'd be so fun. You can't get the satisfaction, obviously, of serial killing the serial killer, but it is legal to hunt serial killers. Is it? Yeah, like if you you're a bounty a hunter, licensing though. Yeah, I don't, I don't to, think we're yeah. in the proper state for it. I think Wisconsin would be hell of a lot easier to be a bounty hunter in Wisconsin than it would be here. You'd yeah, you'd want to go to like California or Texas or, or Hawaii. Dog the bounty hunters from Hawaii. I think you just need to become a Texas Ranger. Yeah, with a big iron. 
yes. as I know. And if Marty Robbins is fucking knowledgeable about anything, it's that if you're a bounty hunter, you need to have a big iron on your hip. Correct. If, that's, if that song is literal, which I'm taking it as it is. <laughs> as all songs should be. Yeah. You just need a giant revolver. A big iron, they call it. If you it. will. Yeah. I will. As I've, as I've heard. It's been called... There's gotta be. I know the thing is, is I feel like you hear that's like uh, what high school dropouts do for like what's Chet doing now? I said bounty hunter. <laughs> you think that's what high school dropouts? Do? He quit Costco and now he's a bounty hunter. Minnesota bounty hunter guide requirements and steps. You're gonna become a Minnesota bounty. Minnesota hunter? has a population of 5.7 million people and allows the bounty hunting profession, but has few laws governing bounty hunters. Oh. Bounty hunters known as cert certy. Certy recovery agents in Minnesota are guided by Minnesota statute section 62963, which gives arresting authority to Certy agents or a person working under the direction of a... I wish I knew how to say this. Whatever, Certy. Although there are no licensing requirements for Certy recovery agents in the state, there are still recommended steps you should follow in order to become a successful Certy recovery agent. If you're interested in finding and returning fugitives in the state of Minnesota... Continue reading the, this guide to learn more about so the So you profession. literally don't need any licensing. In general, yeah. I, I guess if you wanted to carry a gun, you probably You do, have to have no felony convictions, be a U.S. citizen or resident done, alien. Done. Done. And be at least 18 years old. <laughs> done. Yeah. Gain the required training. I have no felonies. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm a resident alien. And I am 18 plus. You can contact the Minnesota Department of Public Safety for leads on training classes. I don't for know civilians. if that's a spoiler for people listening. I am older than 18. Identify a mentor. Getting into the Surty Recovery Agent business can be difficult if you don't have existing connections. One way to increase your success in the field is to find an experienced bounty hunter who is willing to be your mentor and show you the ropes. I mean, I just want to be able to start shooting people. You can't. Private, you can't private shoot investigators people. slash private detectives. Private detectives, PDs, also known as private investigators, PIs. Research legal, financial, and personal matters for their clients. Minnesota private investigators are licensed by the state of Minnesota Board of Private Detectives and Protective Agent Services. The board requires that private detectives have to be 18, have no felony convictions, have a $10,000 30 bond, have at least 6,000 hours of full-time investigation experience. Huh. Private investigators have, like, full access to the police database, too. A process server works for the court system to file legal papers and serve legal documents to parties involved in the lawsuit process service. You don't have to be licensed to work in Minnesota. It seems like you can kind of just do any of this if you're 18 and not a dickhead. <laughs> if you haven't killed anybody and you're over 18, I said, sure. So, in all, what we've learned today is that uh, if you want to do anything, you can. You can just kind of do anything. You just make that choice. As long as you're 18, you can kind of just do anything. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Do it. Be a serial killer, I guess, if that's what you want to do with your life. Like I'll I said, you. Like I said, I don't think people are... I think there has to be... The crazy thing about being a serial killer is... Or like child trafficking is you'd make a lot of money. You wouldn't make a lot of money being a serial killer. Not a serial killer, but, like, the people involved in trafficking kids for, like, occult-level state ritualistic killings and stuff, which definitely happens, which is, like, guaranteed to happen. Like, look, in Europe, it fucking happens. The Epstein thing. That's how the whole. That's how the whole system works with blackmailing people with sexual whatever, deviancy and shit like that. Guaranteed. Like, for how rich Epstein was... All of it could be just unrelated to his work and related to trafficking children. Like, 100%. Yeah. 
It's just for government agencies give you money, you do this for so they can keep blackmailing people. I mean, for like black market you know stuff, in, you have to pay a lot of money because it has to be a secret, right? Yeah, exactly. In Philadelphia, that was one of the things that guy that was Pepe Silvying the smiley face killer thing. In Philadelphia, if a kid over ten disappears, it's not considered a missing child. Over ten, you have to be ten. You have to be under a missing tween. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a different. How do you set like your laws? adult rights now? You don't want to go to bed at a certain time. I'm gonna fucking. You can walk the streets, fuck face, and the cops aren't gonna come look for you. How about that? How do you like being ten now? Like hitting? You think you're excited to hit double digits? The state hates you. That's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. That's fucking crazy. Just wait until you hit triple digits. You have no rights. Maybe there's too many kids in Philadelphia. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. And the amount of digits you gain, it just gets worse. <laughs> Nobody cares about it. I don't know. I feel like you regain those rights. The rights that you lost at having turned after 10 nine. are gained once you hit 100. Because <laughs> everybody's like, oh, man, they're cool old people. I guess, because you, you almost are just a child then at that point, right? Yeah. Of you need to be taken care of. That's the crazy thing about my cousin's uncle that died at like, whatever, 101. He was still, you can have a conversation with him. 100% there, capable. You're like, there's no, what level of 100-year-olds are like that? This is a rare 100 year old. I think, no, I think most of them. You think? If you're able to live that long, I think you'll That's be fine. That's a fair point. I feel like, yeah, the people that are, I, yeah. Look at Betty White at 99. Did she die before 100? She dead. She's dead. She's dead, yeah. What happened to her? She died. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think killed Betty White? Betty Black? <laughs> you can't bring that up. <laughs> had a rivalry their entire life man she was less than a month away from no she was yeah less than a month away from being a hundred yeah so you get from mary and dick barker <laughs> for less than a year what happened to betty why'd your marriage fail did you cheat on him let's see let's see if we can figure it out personal life white met air force p-38 pilot dick barker after the war they were married in 1945 and moved to bell center ohio where barker owned a chicken farm i would have left i want to be too. a chicken farmer mama yeah <laughs> i would have left immediately he wanted to embrace a simpler life but white did not enjoy doing so oh she was a attention whoring bitch so she got a divorce and left sounds about white instead of instead of having children she sold her soul to the hollywood devil does she have any kids she didn't have any kids. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Betty White. Nutcase. Your legacy dies here, Betty, with Dick Barker. <laughs> Guarantee you Dick Barker led a fucking better life than Betty White did. You think so? 100%. I bet that guy had just a great time. Farming for chickens? 100%. He grew The weird chickens. thing is planting chickens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he grew chickens, obviously. Oh, she had a stroke. A brain, uh, a brain blockage. Uh, oh, she had a brain blockage? That guy in England would hire I think her ischemic instead of a stroke of good luck it was a stroke of ischemic <laughs> oh she was scheming yeah it's a, it's a fucking lack of blood flow. she was ischemic <laughs> symptoms inability to move or feel on one side of the body problems understanding or speaking dizziness loss of vision to one side differential diagnosis low blood sugar ah uh, probably because she, be was, she wasn't eating enough snickers she so she got, wasn't herself you're not you and you're hungry buddy <laughs> She's trying to fast back her fertility to have a kid at 99, and she fucking <laughs> had a stroke. Good one, Betty White. <laughs> She's like, I'm, you dumb as bitch. As soon as I'm 100, I want to have a child. One of the, I'm of childbearing the age. sexiest kid. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is 130 years old. Oh, no God. one's ever been able to say that. No, thankfully. <laughs> There's that weird... 
there's a picture of some uh, Native American chief, and it's just like... Was he from Chippeway? Trampling buffalo, aged 158, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, they that was before the the white schooling of the natives. <laughs> before they figured out how fucking moons work and stuff. Indian chief old. Not the bike. <sighs> Do I have to PC it, native? Oh. I love that native old Native Americans just kind of look like a leathery bag. They look fucking crazy yeah this guy john smith chippewa indian he was chippewa <laughs> 130 <laughs> right 132 he's the one that said to build the mountain that guy oh my god yeah he, he looks like beef jerky <laughs> yeah a wrinkly thumb i like how he has all his hair 132 <laughs> <laughs> he's got more hair than me he's from minnesota oh died and then it said age 96 to 100 so the indians were a bit off he's from minnesota Cass Lake, Minnesota is where we went up north to fish once, and they said, don't go to the gas station at night, the Indians will shoot you. (laughs) So, that place is doing pretty good. That's fun. When did he die? Chief John Smith lived his entire life in Cass Lake area of Minnesota, and was reputed to have been 137 years old when he died of pneumonia. Ooh, the William Henry Harrison killer. He was known as the old Indian to the local white people. He had eight wives and no children. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> how do you not how do you not accidentally come in one of them? How do you have eight wives and no children? He was kids? diligent. That's why he lived so long. Fair enough. Oh, he converted to Catholicism in 1914. That's what killed him. Yeah. He oh, he saw the Leonid meteor shower in November 13th, 1833. <sighs> Jesus Christ, that's such a long time ago. I mean, it's pretty classic of Minnesota, though, to kill the oldest man ever from pneumonia, right? That's kind of messed up. I wonder if there's, let's see, Cato, Minnesota killings. Uh, After Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. That too. Uh, he said, yeah, I don't think he was even alive. He he (laughs) ordered the execution of like 38 Dakota Indians. And Mankato. And was like, he was, he was peaceful. Why does everyone hate Minnesota? On December 26th. Ooh, December. It's Christmas Christmas. On December 26th, 1862. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Christmas Christmas. US, U.S. forces hanged 38 Dakota men in Mankato, Minnesota. President Abraham Lincoln ordered the executions following the Dakota War of 1862, a six-week uprising of Dakota people against the white settlers after the U.S. broke its promise to deliver food and supplies to local tribes in exchange for the surrender of tribal land. Commenting on the starving Native Americans, a white trader named Andrew Merrick reportedly said, if they are hungry, let them eat grass. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So, if I'm getting this correct, there was a war between us and the Dakota Indians, right? And us, we said, hey... If you surrender, we'll give you food. And they go, all right, fine. And then we didn't give them food. And they go, hey, guys, we're hungry. And they're like, all right, kill them. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Following the uprising, 2,000 Dakota people were captured and several hundred were sentenced to death. President Lincoln pardoned all but 36 men. So actually, he did save a bunch of them, leaving them to be executed. An onlooker wrote about the mass execution, the St. Paul Pioneer. They still kept up a mournful wail, and occasionally there would be a piercing scream the ropes were soon arranged around their necks not the least resistance being offered they ensued a scene that can hardly be described and which can never be forgotten all joined in shouting and singing as it appeared to those who were ignorant of the language the tone seemed somewhat discordant and yet there was harmony in it like how people talked back then 
<laughs> the most touching scene on the drop was their attempts to grasp each other's hands, fettered as they were. They were very close together as many succeeded. Three or four in a row were hand in hand, and all hands were swaying up and down with the rise and fall of their voices. We were informed by those who understood the language that their singing and shouting was only to sustain each other. That there was nothing defiant in their last moments, and that no death song, strictly speaking, was shouted on the gallows. Each one shouted his own name and called on the name of his friend, saying, in substance, I'm here, I'm here. What happened to people? Why can't people speak like that? The so problem I is we don't execute people anymore. <laughs> people are so dumb and just deprived of meaning and soul. Everyone that used you can't to watch talk. a good execution of Thirty Eight Indians and write something like that. <laughs> something as beautiful as that for the everyone Saint Paul used Pioneer. to talk like they were a modern day wannabe romance novelist. Yeah, everybody, everybody was so fucking smart. That's crazy. So yeah, what I'm saying is we should kill some Indians. Yeah, make some promises to some Indians, break the promise, and tell them when, to eat when grass, they, and then when they get mad, tell them to eat grass, <laughs> and if they keep fucking getting angry, execute them. And they're, when they sing in their dirty tribal language. I can tell you right now that phrase is now in my lexicon. Eat grass. Get reamed. <laughs> <laughs> if someone goes, uh, where where do you want to eat? And I'm like, oh, we can go eat wherever. And they're like, I don't care where we eat. I'm just really hungry. I'm like, well, if you're hungry, you can go eat grass. <laughs> Get mad at them and then for that's no what you, reason. You decide to do as a group is to collectively <laughs> eat grass. <laughs> Why go out to eat when we can just eat grass? Let's go grab a blanket. Let's go set up in the park. We'll yeah. bring we'll bring a pisc- pic- uh, picnic basket and we'll we'll uh, fill it with grass. We'll, <laughs> we'll grab some grass from right next to us and we'll eat it like a horse, <laughs> like a horse eating grass. I don't know why she swallowed a horse. Why do you swallow a horse? But well, there was that one guy that uh, ate a plane. Oh, I thought you were talking about that guy that got but. Uh, that what? The, 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 the Mr. Hands. That no, that, that horse-related fellow. No, I wasn't talking about that. The I was guy that ate a plane? That guy, guy that was in the plane. 2005 uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you can eat a plane. About number of people who have eaten a plane. <laughs> one. And one. Most planes eaten. <laughs> eaten one. <laughs> Everybody else, zero. Because <laughs> yeah, so if someone can eat a plane, I think someone can figure out how to eat a horse. That guy's got to be dead, right? Oh, oh yeah, no, definitely. plane diet. Planes. That's the guy that would eat glass for fun. Plane, okay. Oh, he's French. Michael Lotito? That doesn't sound very French. <laughs> he came to be known as Monsieur Mouth. Monsieur Man- Mouth. Mangetot? Or Mangetot? Mr. Eat All. He started eating this unusual diet at age nine. Oh, he, he died and he only he lived till 57. Yeah, he didn't. He's known for eating unusual objects. He shouldn't have lived that long. He ate a Cessna 150. <laughs> That's crazy. He had an eating disorder known as Pika, which is a psychological disorder. Where you character. want to eat things that have no nutrition. I know it well. Huh. Determined that was also thick lining in his stomach and intestines, which allowed his consumption of sharp metal objects without suffering injury. He had digestive juices that were unusually powerful, meaning he could digest the unusual materials. However, it meant that soft foods, such as a banana and hard-boiled eggs, make him sick. That's probably why you don't like bananas. Or, um, applesauce. You think I have pica? You could. I don't have pica. I don't know. I do shove receipt paper into my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) It can be caused by 
anemia, autism, cultural bound, culture bound syndrome, malnutrition, and schizophrenia. In medicine and medical anthropology, a culture bound syndrome, culture specific syndrome, or folk illness is a combination of psychiatric and somatic symptoms that are considered to be recognizable disease only within a specific society or culture. So that's like if you find a tribe eating planes. That's normal for them. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. A, I wouldn't. That's say That's not a, a disease. Yeah, it's just what they do. It's the plane eating tribe. Everyone knows them. Oh my god. That's why they live near the Hudson. Chalky stone composed of calonite, which traces of quartz, small pieces of which were sucked on by a person with pica. That's weird. That's so fucking weird. Why? I want to, I want to, yeah, causes mental disorder. Maybe they're getting something from it. Are more likely to be anemic or have low hemoglobin concentration in their blood. So they're just trying to get iron in any way possible. <laughs> That's fucking so cool. What is this? Pika may be a cultural practice not associated with a deficiency or disorder. Ingestion of kaolinite? So it's kaolin? Something like that. It just means white clay. Among African-American women in the U.S. state of Georgia shows the practice there to be DSM-4 culture-bound syndrome and not selectively associated with other psychopathology. That's crazy. What's in clay? Oh, there's health benefits. Purported health benefits of eating clay. Which protects what? against toxic alkanoids. That can't taste good. Probably not. Well, isn't that just, it just tastes like dirt, mud. I, I, white clay. Yeah, but like the body's doing it not because it's good, but because it's helpful. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but the body has evolved to like the taste of things that are helpful, right? Like sugar. That's why you seek out like stuff that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I guess. I don't know. So if clay was helpful, the body would be like, mm, that's good. I like that. I don't. <laughs> that's very good. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the, like a weird thing I eat, but I, uh, for the, maybe aspirin. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing I eat is... Whatever, salicylic acid, something um, like that? Iron. <laughs> Straight iron. Iron. I Like iron, like the little iron I always ask clippings. why you don't have like pots or pans around, and you just, oh, I never got any, I but eat you eat them. them. Yeah. That would- steel? Yeah, I'm a big steel man. Isn't iron and steel, aren't they, the, aren't they close? Uh, steel is made from like iron and other things. There right? you go. Well, do you also eat the other things? No, I spit those out. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> So I'm able is, to it is break iron. them down it is, in my mouth and spit out everything that's not iron. It is based on anemia. <laughs> I don't like the non-iron metals that I eat. It's like the people that can uh, pop a whole cherry in their mouth. And Who's like, pop a whole cherry? <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they tie a knot in the cherry stem, you know, like that, that magic bullshit. trick. Yeah, I don't. I do the same thing, except I break down pots and pans to their base components, and I spit out everything that isn't iron. That's pretty cool. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's very power. That's an alchemic power. Yeah. You should, that should be investigated. No, don't don't investigate that. No? No. I don't like people watching me when I eat pans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anyone to know that I'm the Philosopher's Stone. That would Yeah, that would be a very good uh, X-Factor talent. You get really close to Howie Mandel. <laughs> Yeah, because he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me munch on this pan. The guy that ate the plane could win that. Well, he's dead. Well, you don't got to remind me. It'd be the me. longest episode of X Factor. He has to eat a plane. Can we talk about someone in this episode that isn't dead? Um, <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Let's talk about Bob Saget for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Do you think the real... He hit his head. <laughs> <laughs> he hit his head too hard. Full house pilot. I wonder if the real <laughs> Danny is alive. 
He's definitely alive. Danny Tanner. Let's see. I'm like Bob Saget. He didn't hit his head too hard when he was sleeping. John Posey. Like the flower. Ring around the posy. Pockets full of rosy. Cozy. Let's see. Yeah, he's alive. He's 67. Good. Let's start Full House up again. Fullest House. The third back series. That's on his um, Wikipedia page. It doesn't seem like he's done a lot. <laughs> Top IMDb. John Posey was chosen to play Danny Tanner on television series Full House and was cast in an like unaired the pilot. first thing? That's life and career. That's the second of two listed things. <laughs> the most important thing he's ever done is being on the unaired pilot for a TV show. He has a kid named Tyler Posey who is actually pretty popular. Isn't his kid uh, the Teen Wolf guy? Personal life. The fifth season of Teen Wolf was dedicated. Yeah. 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 Oh, this guy being smoking marijuana at age 12 and developed an addiction. He sounds like a team. He's also queer and sexually fluid. He sounds like a team player. He's not a person. He's a fluid. <laughs> I don't know if that's what that means. That's exactly what it means. No, he has sex with fluids. Sexual fluidity. It means that you are a fluid. It, says, it doesn't mean that you're a fluid. It, says that on it means that you're sexually attracted to fluid. Oh, that's he, weird. He really likes the liquidy aspects of sex. Like the urine, you know? He's into urine play. Oh, yeah, no wonder they call it something else. I'm a fluid sexual. Whatever happened to Tween Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> he grew up. <laughs> he got older and they made Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is a 1985 film. Did you know that? Yeah, starring Michael Michael J. Fox. It is? What the fuck? <laughs> How did you know about that? I've that's seen awful. every movie. Oh my god, We've had that's this where discussion. that thing's from. That image, that image that I have on my phone of this, and I don't know where it was from, but it's <laughs> on my phone. That's what that's from, is Teen Wolf 1985. Yeah. What the fuck? Why does everybody play basketball in movies from the before the 2000? They convince a fucking golden retriever to play basketball, then there's a wolf that plays basketball? Because VR wasn't a thing. You can yet. get a Funko Pop of him. Oh, good. <laughs> I ordered a Aztec death whistle on Friday, and it showed up Saturday, which is fucking scary. How? Amazon. I mean, that's no, I mean, how did it show up so fast? That's no, that's the very, weird one day shipping. That's very death like, that's, whistly, yeah, of a thing to do. Yeah, it's 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 not a fun sound, so it's definitely not a it's like whistle, a, whatever. It's not a real one, obviously, but it, it's you could see how that would scare the shit out of somebody. It's not, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It's not like something I do to like, hey, hey, I've got an hour to kill. Oh yeah, there's that death whistle in my bag. It's not like a harmonica, but if you, you can't were, really jam to it. But if you're like in a tent, sleeping in the middle of a field, and you heard death that whistle. noise really loud, and then a bunch of screaming, you're pooping your pants. Oh yeah, <laughs> you could because I was reading about the history of it, and the Aztecs would use these in groups of like hundreds or thousands, and when they were marching towards somebody, and they would all have one of them, yeah. and you're like, holy fuck, so that's it's the loudest terrifying. thing that's ever. Yeah, and it's not. It's like I said, it's not. Not a pleasant noise. Yeah, and like it's while you're sleeping or while you're just yeah, you're in the middle dinner. of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. It just comes from the middle of the woods. You think the Vietnam War was bad? <sighs> Thank God the Vietnamese didn't have those death whistles. Fuck. Is it? Do they look like those? Uh, like this one looks like rectangles. A oh, okay. I was like, is it like those rectangles? Those wooden rectangles that you blow and it sounds like a train. Oh, that'd be fun. I bet you could get one that's like that. The little choo-choo. The fact that it looks like a skull is insane to me. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's so messed up. You're just adding insult to injury at that point. And it's stupidly cheap. It was like 20 bucks. You doing anything cool for Mother's Day? Our friend asked us that. Asked me that yesterday. And it's like, wait, I don't know when that is. I don't and it's know like that over is. two weeks from now. He like, knows. What do you think? He knows you think I know what I'm doing over two weeks from now? I don't know what I'm doing in like an hour. He knows when that is because he doesn't have a dad. That could be it. Yeah. You know, you're going to know when Mother's Day is when you have two moms. Yeah. Amen to that. That's a fair point. <laughs> Ask him if he knows when Father's, father's Day is. Father's Day. Are you doing anything for no Father's idea. Day? Hawk, I don't know. What are, you, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to do anything? Sunday, May 14th. Pie Day. <laughs> I've I've got the starting number wrong. (laughs) Things to do for Mother's Day. Drink alone. Oh. (laughs) Is that like if you're the mom? (laughs) Let's see. There's a there's a this is this is a going into a list. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. I thought we were done with lists. Number one is indulge in some retail therapy. I don't know. I just maybe I'll So go shopping? I fucking hate fucking womanly terms for shit. I, Just say I, what it is. Yeah. Ooh. Like, every single mom will call their kid a bean. What? I realize that, yeah. I've never heard that, ever. Oh, good. Good. You are... Blish. What does that mean? Like, instead of a child, they're like a precious bean. What? It's a thing. Like, they traded in their cows for this? For wampum. <laughs> That's a bead, but it's close. It's a one letter off. My example was a lot better. They traded in the... Yeah. <laughs> They're cows. They're two cows. <laughs> they had two cows that they were supposed to get money from, but they came back with this bean. Yeah. This special little it's bean It's a talking bean. Whatever happened to jumping beans? I'd rather beans? have the cows. How do the Mexican jumping beans jump? Um, gravity. Friction? Friction. I don't even know. Friction? Friction? You think? <laughs> you think anything can jump with friction? Those little cars that you move backwards and like... <laughs> Those ones? <laughs> yeah, I think Those I think you can cars. definitely jump because of friction, yes. Okay. Yeah, if you, like, pull an e-brake. Isn't that how ollies work on a skateboard? I, I have no idea. You put your foot on the back of the board, and then you, you raise the board up, and then you quickly friction it down into the <laughs> That's into what the they call ground, it, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then you bounce up. You do a quick little friction, and you jump. Isn't that what bouncing is? Is just jumping via friction? I don't think it's friction. I think tripping is jumping via friction. <laughs> it's what, I think it's what it's called when you trip. Oh my god, are you okay? I just saw you trip. No, I was jumping via friction. I was falling with style. <laughs> it's Walt Jr. He's back. <laughs> He's never said that. No. <laughs> oh, is it book time? We have to get into this. List episode to not date this episode, but to maybe just maybe sleep around with it. Some <laughs> it's not really it's not really that big of a deal to date the episode when this episode's coming out in like four days. Don't right? tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> you want me to specifically hold on Don't, to this episode? Because then we have to record again. Mother, <laughs> it's Pi Day. Yeah, it's Pi Day. Yeah, go ahead and read this the book. This is a Pi Day episode. Read the book. This is a 5.14159 <laughs> episode. 265358979. Yeah, I don't know why I knew that. Then, yeah, eight eight that's where four, it spoils one, off nine, for me. 7169399. 
So yeah, yeah. Pi Day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who knows like more than five digits of pi, where it pi is mentioned, and they have to flex how many they know. Yeah, you don't have an option. You it's have just- to. I can't believe this fucking book broke on horseplay by Priscilla (laughs) D. Willis. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh, this is these. These might be themed cat jokes. What? This is like the like the dying cat in the Chinese restaurants with the the paw or the one eating the food, (laughs) trying to fight away. What is it called? The the like the the Neko statue or whatever. God. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. I think that's Japanese, not Chinese. This is page six. I said I think that's Japanese, not Chinese. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> this is page 638 of the Treasury of American Humor. And the section is called Meow Meow. Is this chi- uh, Chinese themed? We'll find out. At a Hollywood party, an actress said Cataly to Greer Garson. It's Garson. Gruyere. Let's let's <laughs> like the cheese. <laughs> Motherfucker. Let's restart this one. This is a cheese-themed cat joke. Havarti, you glad <laughs> I didn't say Gruyere? That's my favorite joke. That is <laughs> not even a joke. Just saying that, people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hey, knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Gruyere, Gruyere. Who? <laughs> I just do that forty times. <laughs> Imagine I've just said that, okay? And now I now I do it again. Knock knock. Who's there? Havarti. Havarti. Who? Havarti. You glad I didn't say Gruyere? Cut <laughs> <Get> on. <laughs> At a Hollywood party, an act an actress said, <laughs> "Cattily." To Gruyere Garrison. <laughs> I said his fucking name the same way, fuck it. When the tea arrived, you poor Gruyere deer. No, I think it's Greer. Because that would Greer rhyme. Deer. Because you're so used to playing ladies. No, you poor deer, Miss Garson replied. Because you might need the experience someday. Of what? Shit. Being poor? Uh, playing ladies, maybe? I does, what does that mean? I don't know. I feel sick. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's what I got from the... That joke made me ill. Yeah. Oh, God. After Tallulah Bankhead saw the movie based on Tennessee... Tallulah Bankhead? Uh, saw the movie based on Tennessee Williams' Orpheus Descending. She told Williams, darling, how awful for you. They've absolutely ruined your perfectly dreadful play. These, I mean, this is, this is probably the worst section of this book I've ever encountered. This book is bad to begin with, but this is the bad part that they shoved at the back of the book that they didn't <laughs> think you'd get to. <laughs> They're like, we, we need this book to hit 700 pages. Oh. Like, we, but we only have enough jokes for 670, Doc. I just... Doc was the name of the guy who published the book. Dr. Dr. WebMD. <laughs> Joan Crawford about an actress. That feather in her hat, it's sticking out of her brain. This lady's for the birds. You, you, I, s- I, you said these are cat jokes? <laughs> David. <sighs> Fuck it. <laughs> I just want. I don't know what these are. Either way, I'm. I'm I don't want to stop. What? There's a better. Oh, there's another. 
One Sunday night, during a stint as mistress of ceremonies, Tallulah Bankhead was asked about Betty Davis's obvious impersonation of her in the movie All About Eve. <laughs> Betty, <laughs> Betty and I are very good friends, Tallulah remarked sweetly. There's nothing I wouldn't say to her Sweatly. face. There's nothing I wouldn't say to her face. Both of them. She's two-faced, huh? Like the, the villain. Yeah, she flips a coin and she says, Why so serious, Mats? Two-Face? I've never seen the movie. One face of Two-Face is him, and the other face is Joker. One face, Two-Face. <laughs> face. Blue face. Good one. One actress to another. Darling, I sometimes wonder if you don't play too large a part in your life. Because she's fat. And selfish. And a bitch. <laughs> There has to, I just want a kind of good joke. Wait, you, I forgot that you're reading jokes. There we go. Cast a cold eye. I like this one. Playing to an indifferent Boston audience, comedian Jackie Leonard told him, if I were Paul Revere, I wouldn't have warned you. <laughs> I like that one. Paul Revere, he's the last face. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be Gibbous. The last phase of Mount Rushmore. You think the last phase, the fourth phase, is <laughs> Washington, Paul. Lincoln, Roosevelt, Gibbous? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, naturally. Yeah, naturally. I was actually thinking about it, and I do. It's Martin Van Buren. Yeah. <laughs> is the fourth the, phase. Every president that you know, no, that nobody else knows. There's like three other Everyone people. Everyone knows that he's the eighth president of the United States. <sighs> Is he the one with the, the like, the Arthur shop? Or however you fucking say that name. Like the, he's bald and then he has hair on his, around his dome. The white, I can picture his head, maybe. No. What does he look like then? He looks like your stereotype. I, imagine Ulysses S. Grant. That. <laughs> What's his name, Martin? Actually, I think Martin Van Buren. The Van is. Buren boys. That Van was on Buren, Seinfeld. I think, has fuck um, you. That's exactly. Burns. That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> you dickhead. Where was he from? If you're a big Van Buren fan. Uh yeah, he's from the war. Kinderhook. Correct. All I know is that William Henry Harrison, when he was trying to get elected, they did a uh, propaganda campaign. Uh, it was negative propaganda towards. Van Buren and positive propaganda towards William Henry Harrison. It was called Tippecanoe and Tyler too. That was him. Yeah. Okay. Because Tyler was John Tyler was his vice president, and Tippecanoe was the nickname of William Henry Harrison because he of fought course, at the battle. Of course, it was Tippecanoe. Look at little Van Van. He says that in the song. It's a play on Van Buren. Oh, who has heard the great commotion? Motion, motion, all the country through. It is the ball of rolling on for Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. And with him will be little Van Van. Van is a used up man. And with him will be little Van. Sure, let him talk about art cider, 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 and lock habits too. Twill only help to speed the ball for Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. And with him will be little Van Van. Van is a used-up man. With him will beat little Van. Is Carter dead yet? Wasn't he having, like, a peanut allergy issue? He's still alive. 98. He goes by James. Not Jimmy. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it says... <laughs> it doesn't say he goes by He's named by after James. his father. 
Like the rush of mighty waters, 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 onward it will go. And the course will bring me through for Tippecanoe and Tyler too. And with a beat little Van, Van, Van is a used up man. With a beat little Van. Jimmy Carter's dad's still alive. There's no possible way. No, he died in 58. R.I.P. Jimmy Carter. James Earl Carter Sr. You're a real one. This episode's been over for like 45 minutes. I think so. I don't even remember reading the book.